from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Is tonight a must-win game for the mm. Panthers? Now, let me explain why I think this question is important, overused, and I don't take it seriously. Or I don't take it lightly. <laughs> I don't okay. take it seriously. It would be a weird way to introduce this segment. Um, must-win games don't matter. No. <laughs> I get frustrated when somebody calls a game a must-win. Yeah and then the team loses, and then the next weekend they're sitting there going, all right, well, here's how they can get back into the race. Mm-hmm. I'm going, wait, no, no, no. It was a must win. If you must win something, then, then right, the, if you don't win it, it's over, right? Whatever you were going for is off the table. Uh, you know, the most obvious must win games in the history of, of sports, elimination games. You lose, you go home. It's a must win. Other than elimination games, I think it's very difficult to earn the must win tag. You will not hear me use it often. I am not somebody who will put must-win tags on seven consecutive weeks. Like, a must-win, unless they're, they, they're elimination games and you keep winning. Yeah. Uh, unless you're mathematically eliminated if you lose and you keep winning. Uh, so this, if I say it's a must-win, what I'm saying is if they lose, something is completely and totally off the table. Okay. This is a must-win game for the Carolina Panthers. Tell me how. It's a must-win for the 2023 Carolina Panthers to make the playoffs. Now, that's not to say that the season has no value if they lose because Frank Reich instituting the culture that he's looking for. Mm -hmm. Bryce Young developing into a future franchise cornerstone is still on the table. Uh, A few of the young guys, where are they going to fit in? Brian Burns, how much are you going to pay him? There's a lot that's still on the table, a lot of reasons to still want to win. But if you go down 0-2 on your first two games, both in the division, and everyone else in your division is 2-0, and and oh, by the way, you're not exactly any kind of flamethrower of a team yourself, yeah. uh, well, then guess what? It, your playoff chances are donezo. Just about. At least winning the division. Winning the division is, yeah, donezo, and I don't see, <laughs> I don't see you storming from the back to, to win a wild card. It's not to say the season is a failure. I, for one, from the very beginning, have said this season's most important thing is not winning and making it to the playoffs. The number one most important thing for the Panthers right now is the development of Bryce Young. You can still do that. But, uh, you know, Dennis had the stat earlier. Six teams since what they've started tallying this stats. It's the current divisional system. So yeah, basically, when the when the NFL expanded to its 32 teams that we have now, and it's the current divisional setup that we have now, which is basically 20 years ago. Since like then, there have been yeah. six teams that have lost their first two games with both those games being in the division. So you need a little uh, scheduling quirk to open yeah. with two divisional games. But six teams have lost their first two games with both of those games being being losses to divisional opponents. All of them have missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All of them. And I, and I guarantee you all of them didn't have everybody else in the division 2-0. and Yeah. So this is, yeah, this, this is a must win for the Panthers if you want to make the playoffs. It's a must win for the 2023 Panthers. And, I, and, and it's early for a must win. Yeah. You wish you had a little bit more time to ramp up to a must win, to get your feet under you, to get healthy for a must win. But life's not fair. Get a helmet, right? You're going to get hit. Life's not fair. Get a blanket. It's going to be cold out there. Life's not fair. You thought you were going to have a terrible division coming in, right? 
You thought you were going to have uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers looking at their next quarterback in the draft. You thought you were going to have the Falcons having first-round picks all around a quarterback that couldn't get it done. You, you thought maybe the Saints would be getting too old and, and the coach wasn't going to last. Well, guess what? They're all 2-0 and if you lose this game. That's, a, that's an if. So the Saints might not be. Uh, but as far as having a bad division, <laughs> I'll, put it, uh, I'll put it this way, and some of you are going to have to follow along. Uh, they still might not be good teams in your division. Yeah. But they're winning. That's kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it is one of those more frustrating things when it's, you know, you're like, wait, I watched them play. They're not good. And, and you have to step back and say, well, the goal is to win football games, and they're doing it. So at least as of this moment, right, the record says they're they're decent. Baker Mayfield might not be a top-half starter in the NFL. No, he's not. He, he's played through two weeks like he's a top-half starter, right? Those both can be true. He's not a top-half starter. For two weeks, he's played like he's a top-half starter for Tampa Bay. He's found Mike Evans, and he said, I'm going to throw it to you a lot. Sometimes it's that. Bijan Robinson, and I, and I don't say this lightly, might be the best running back in the NFL. <laughs> Definitely top three. I'm like, I've, I've watched the games, definitely top three. And and he's only going to get the ball more and more and more and more as they feel more comfortable getting him a, a huge workload. And, and Tyler Algier will fall a little bit into the, the further into the background. The Saints play tonight. Let's see, right, how they perform against the Panthers. I'll, I'll be more definitive about them uh, tomorrow. But if you go 0-2 against two divisional opponents and everyone else is 2-0, Cards are stacked against you too aggressively. Yeah, the last thing you want to do at this point of the season, just two weeks in, is chasing. And and that's what you're going to be. You're going to be chasing throughout the whole year. And I'll use this as an analogy. My, my family, we are uh, pretty big golf nerds, right? So I talk okay. about this with my dad. Um, we talk about how the difference between, like, the top seven, eight golfers in the world and the next 30 or 40, because the next 30 or 40 can win tournaments, right? Like, if you're the 35th golfer in the world, you win on the PGA Tour, nobody's jaw is on the ground. But the difference is, for the 35th golfer in the world to win a tournament, they have to play four good days. They have to be good on Thursday, good on Friday, good on Saturday, good on Sunday. For like the top seven or eight golfers in the world, they could play bad on Thursday, bad on Friday, go supernova on Saturday, and they're in the mix, yep. right? It, it's John Rahm can be like, wow, he really can't find the, the fairway off the tee. Oh, look at this. He can't putt. Then on Saturday, put it together, put a 61 out there when everyone else is in the 70s, and it's like, oh, look at that. He's, he's in the lead. The Panthers aren't that, right? The Panthers at best right now are one of those, you know, top 35 golfers in the world mm -hmm. who, yeah, you can win the division, but guess what? You're going to play good every month of the season. You're not going to be able to dig yourself a huge hole and go supernova. Uh, the Bengals are also 0-2, right? And two division games, right? Yep, two division games. I look at Joe Burrow and that offense a little bit more like a, a possible supernova, right? Like, they can go down 0-2. I'm not writing them off because they could they could reel off nine straight wins. And, oh, look at this. They went from 0-2, and, and this is assuming Burrow's healthy, and there's big questions about that. Yeah. They went from 0-2, or they went from 1-3 to 10-3. Look, look at that. Now they're back in it. Does anyone th here think the Panthers are going to reel off nine or ten consecutive wins? Nope. Exactly. So they need to play well, or at least in the mix, 
first month of the season, second month of the season, third month of the season, if they're going to win their division, I don't see them having gone supernova. Uh, I don't see them going supernova at any point in time to erase an 0-2 start. Here's Frank Reich on that exact urgency of getting a win this week and week two against their divisional opponent. Yeah, it's a big deal, right? I mean, two, you start off two division games, you know, obviously let week one slip away. So heightens it even more, heightens it even more. It's our, our home opener, right? So, you know, got to protect your home turf. So there's a lot, a lot at stake. You know, it's one game. Um, and the way to go about it is do the little things right. Have the details, get those things right. Take care of business in that way. Quick sidebar. Did you hear all of the Aaron Rodgers fans screaming? Did he say home turf? It needs to be home grass. Get rid of the turf. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. End of the sidebar. Back to what he actually said, which which is, yeah, the urgency needs to be there. Mm -hmm. Right? There, there are certain games that you're just like, hey, if we lose this one, our entire season is different. Our entire season is different. Our goals change. If you lose this one, guess what? You're a veteran, and I'm talking like like 28 plus, and your your contract expires after this year. You're less important. Yeah. Right? Because because the goals now aren't about this year. You're less important because the young guys need to get out there, and, and we need to know what they are. What they are. Can we trust somebody who's uh, a younger guy to be a starter? next year austin corbett becomes less important brady christensen who, who's out with the injury for the year all of a sudden less important and you're more about chandler zavala you're more about Cade mays you're more about some of these guys we're going to discuss because you need to know if they can be long-term starters mm -hmm. your goals change if you lose this game it's a must-win game for the carolina panthers speaking of the panthers if you want to watch their game tonight with us we're hanging out here you can check it on the wral sports fan live stream it's a lovely lovely day outside we're out on the uh the patio area uh at the carolina alehouse in downtown raleigh on glenwood if you're craving a cocktail Ooh. carolina alehouse has some killer new drinks on their drink menu porch punch to the top shelf margaritas pick your new favorite drink and enjoy or ask your server for recommendations i like doing that one what would you have hmm. i'll have one of those mix there it up a little bit nc state what will you be having a win against VMI? I'll, yeah. have, I'll have one of those. Take it. Hey, wins are wins. You'll take them. Celebrate every win. Yep. That was uh, my, my college coach at the University of Delaware was big. The first thing he said after every win was, hey, we celebrate every win. And, and you could tell how good the win actually was based on, like, the, you know, you can hide your words. You can't hide, like, your, your face. You can't hide Somet your tone. Yeah. Sometimes you'd be like, hey, guys, celebrate every win. And that meant... We didn't play very well, but he he knows that his philosophy is to celebrate every win, yep. right? Or somebody like, hey, celebrate every win. You're like, all right, we actually should celebrate this one. Uh, NC State, I think there's a bit of gritted teeth. Celebrate every win. A little bit of, we still have a lot of things to work on, mm -hmm. but celebrate every win. We won by a bunch. Still a lot of smoothing over on the edges. We need to get, get finished here. Uh, here's Dave Doran, head coach, NC State. Uh, talking about the complimentary football that got them the big win over VMI. Yeah, it was great to see. And, you know, like I said, those are the things we impressed on them all week. I think we learned a tough lesson in the Notre Dame game, obviously, and the thing you love about uh, these guys, and they've been like that here for the last three years. They're, they're very coachable, you know, when they make mistakes. Um, they listen. Uh, they take them to heart. They work really hard in improving. 
and they did that today. We did play complimentary football. We got better in areas that we needed to get better quickly. Obviously, we have a short turnaround here, getting ready for conference play on a Friday. So, you know, it's going to be the same approach, just, you know, excited about the improvement I saw on the field. And you have to play complimentary football. I mean, you have to build off of each other's momentum and seize moments of opportunity in this sport. Complimentary football is becoming a, a it's like a, like a, it's losing its meaning. Yeah said so often it could mean literally anything i mean the offense and the defense building off each other oh you mean football yeah it's oh like, playing all well in all three phases yeah exactly it's like when a basketball coach starts talking about two-way basketball it's like as opposed to seven-way basket like complimentary football yeah you want your offense to have long drives so your defense can rest you want your defense to force turnovers so your offense can score that's also just football uh yeah i want my special teams to do well to put my yeah Defense in good positions, whatever it might be. As opposed to individual football. Um, I don't like how hard it looked early, how difficult it looked early for NC State. Mm -hmm. I I was was at the game, and I I wrote this down. I wrote down their entire first drive. I was like, I just want to see how this goes. Because I was hoping they would get to to an explosive early. Uh, Their first drive was a run play, tackle for a loss. A pass play, Armstrong scrambled for seven, which is becoming more and more common. Pass play, hitch for a first down. Okay. Which is, is okay, but it's also like a hitch on for a first down picks up two yards more than the first. It doesn't pick up a chunk, right? Mm. It's, it's okay. Let's get the first. It's, it's, let's make sure we get the, it's, it's, it's laborious. It's, it's hard. It's difficult. A run play gain of two stuffed play action, dump off first down run play gain of six, Michael Allen. Uh, check down to Michael Allen for the first down bubble to Michael Allen bubble to Concepcion third and short. These are all plays that are you're going to have to make these types of plays 14 times to score. Yeah. Right? Run for the first down, Mims up the middle, jet speed, jet sweep to Julian Cray down at the one and then a Mims touchdown run barely over the line. He had to work hard for it. These are the plays that it's like you're going to have to execute well for 14, 12, 11 plays every single time to score which is the the thing that I've seen from them going back to the UConn game, going back to the, the Notre Dame game. If, if you can execute 11 players not making a critical error for 12 consecutive plays, yeah, you'll score. That's hard. That's hard. Look at how Notre Dame beat you, right? It was an 80-yard run. It was a 60-yard pass. It was an 80-yard – like those things, you only need 11 guys executing well for one play, and the, the, you eliminate seven of these other ones. It's nice knowing that you can do that. Because Again, like we have that, that you have the ability to go 12 plays, 75 yards, take up seven minutes mm-hmm. if you want to like give your defense a long break or you know flip momentum in the game. But yeah, you're right. You have to be able to to pick up chunk plays. You have to be able to score. Go and, 80 yards in eight plays or less. And and eventually they did, right? They had the interception return for a touchdown. They had the kick returns. They they had a 64-yard pass. They had they had some explosives later on. But let me let me say it like this. You shouldn't have to wait until VMI is tired to be able to beat VMI on an explosive. Yeah. Right? You shouldn't be like, oh, we weared them down. Wore them down. Whatever the proper grammar yeah. is. We wore, da- we wore down VMI. It's like, well, shouldn't you fresh be able to just beat VMI fresh deep a few times. Like those 12 plays it was a 12 play opening touchdown drive. I didn't even see like Armstrong looking deep, 
right? It's it's not like he was waiting for a deep ball and it wasn't there, so he checked it down. It was like they were intentionally methodical, matriculating the ball down the field. Now they event, like I said, they eventually got that stuff rolling, but you know, I need those things that they eventually got rolling to kickstart something in their their offense to make it look easy. Right, the good offenses, the good teams make it look easy. It looked hard. It looked yeah. difficult for NC State. And then, yeah, they were playing VMI. Am I making too much of it? I don't know. I looked at Duke against Lafayette. Their, their quarterbacks didn't throw an incompletion. They made it look easy, right? Mm-hmm. They went 20 for 20. They, 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 they won by a billion. A good offense makes it look easy. Now, it's not. Never is. Right. And I wouldn't disrespect VMI to say it should be easy, but it should look that way if you're the more talented team. Right. The 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 best offenses against defenses that they are just out talenting. Or it looks like they don't break a sweat. They are, but it looks like they aren't. And I haven't seen that from NC State yet. Should have should have been that way at times against UConn. UConn had the 75 yard run, not NC State. NC State needed Brennan Armstrong to pick up six yards at a time to to nickel and dime their way down the field until they eventually scored on a four-yard run or whatever it is. That's that's not going to get it done for me, right? The easy stuff needs to be easy. The explosives need to be there. And when I, say, I mean, explosives is another word that's losing its meaning because so many coaches talk about it. I want a 35-yard-plus a, a touchdown, and I want it schemed open. Right? If you have a quarterback that can run, that's great. What that should do is make safeties come down, right? What that should do is, is when you get out of the pocket, you have a corner that's stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. Do I keep guarding the guy or do I come up to make the tackle? And as soon as they come up to make that tackle over the top, big play. Those are the things I want to see. And I thought against VMI, right, we called it a get-right game. Yeah. We thought they could get right. They could get some of that started from the jump, uh, eliminate the, hey, you haven't done this yet, and move on. I tweeted out. Uh, after, uh, what was it, uh, Robert Kennedy's, Poogie Kennedy's uh, interception return for a touchdown, that it was the first true highlight NC State had this year. Mm-hmm. Some some people disagreed with that. They were hey, Peyton, Peyton Wilson, and uh, did you not see the one? The, listen, highlights speak without context. Yeah. Right? You put, you put a jock jam song, hey, <laughs> into this land, and man into the jam you put that on you put on the highlight you don't need to say oh well this was a big play because it sealed the game and a road victory and and you know he would have returned it further but he took a knee because or he slid down because uh you know the situation called for it and everyone on the sideline was screaming get down get down didn't want to risk a fumble i'm going like no that's not how highlights work highlights you put music on you have uh, cool uh special effects and you just play the plays right it's the, the cool catches. It's the interception returns for touchdowns, the kick returns, the long touchdowns, the runs, the jukes. We hadn't had any of that. So, so now that they have a couple highlights, you can't go back to the other way. They went two games without a play that would, you know, be put on like the, the ACC intro, mm-hmm. right? The, when the ACC kickoff happens and they play the, the big projector screen and they show the highlights, there was nothing NC State had to offer until that interception. You should never go two-plus games without that play. And now you can't do it because you start conference play. Speaking of Duke, quickly here, they smacked the heck out of Northwestern. Yeah, they did. If I'm Northwestern. Which is what I, they should have done. <laughs> true. 
If I'm Northwestern, I'm fundraising right now to give Mike Elko a godfather offer of a contract. Oh, really? And I'm fundraising into another account, uh, right, the the separate savings account, to offer name, image, and likeness money to Riley Leonard. Hmm. That does not mean they have to accept. Okay? I want to be clear. I'm not rooting for them to leave. I want them to stay right here in the triangle. But I, you need to know what you're up against, right? Duke should be prepared to convince them to stay. And I know, I know Elko just signed the deal, but let's be real. Big 10 money, they, they, can, they can afford a buyout. Yeah. The transfer portal has, has created this thing I call re-recruiting, which is even the people on campus, you have to constantly be re-recruiting them, letting them know they're welcome, letting them know they're, they're appreciated, letting them know their value to you and what you're doing to help them out. Now, maybe you don't have to. Maybe Elko and Leonard have tattoos of Duke that I don't know of, and it's a long-term commitment. Maybe. It's possible. Right? I, I, I make fun of people who thought Lamar Jackson was ever leaving the Ravens when you recognize he has purple wings tattooed on his chest. Oh, there you go. I'm going like, I don't, I don't know if that would play as well if he's like a, you know, a ram or something like yeah. that. Right? Uh, so maybe, maybe they have that type of commitment. Maybe they don't. I wouldn't want to find out, right? If it's like, you know, hey, I can I can re-recruit them and maybe convince them to stay. Maybe I have to do that. Maybe I don't. I don't want to find out. I'm going to do it anyway. Duke beat Northwestern 38-14. It didn't feel that close. Riley Leonard went 15 of 20 for 219 yards. He almost he also ran for 97 yards and two touchdowns uh, and, and looked, again, at times, or maybe a majority of the time, as the best player on the field. If I'm Northwestern, that was a really really good audition they didn't know they were having so just know what you're up against right again i hope he stays no uh, both of them i don't don't know which he i was talking about there i hope he stays could be either of them uh but know what you're up against and know that in the quarterback world riley leonard if he decides not to go pro and wants to come back next year even if he doesn't enter the portal there'll be back channels whispering sweet nothings into his ear whether it's northwestern or anybody else alabama heck do you think they might look around and say it'd be nice to have a first-round quarterback? I think they would. Do you think other teams are looking around saying it would be nice to have Mike Elko? I think they would. Yeah. Here's Mike Elko on the identity, the physicality against Northwestern. I our guys in the locker room proud of the way we played. You know, I thought we wanted to kind of establish our physical identity. I think anytime you play a Big Ten team, that's really, really important um, to make sure that you control the line of scrimmage. We were able to outrush them 268 to 104. Both of our running backs had over six yards per carry. Uh, I think when you have stat lines like that, you're going to have really successful days. Uh, you know, I thought we, we started fast. We got a, got a lead. That's what you want to do uh, in games like this, for sure. Uh, I thought we maybe hit a little bit of a low on defense on that drive. Could have made a couple plays to get off the field uh they hit a little bit of a rubber out on us right before halftime and took took a, you know got a score and so challenged the guys in the locker room to come out and, and finish this thing in the third quarter physicality people like that yeah i still i still if i've won nitpick i want riley leonard not to have to take so many hits <laughs> i feel like every single week he has a single run where he picks up like 40 yards, but he gets hit six times on that run. Mm. He's shaking off tacklers. He's stiff arming guys. Maybe, maybe let a running back do that. I mean, it's unbelievable you can, but maybe let a running back do that.